Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. Monday through Friday, same time, we are your spot for all the analysis, all the angles, all the bets that you need in the NBA. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, two of the very best basketball handicappers you can find in the Twitterverse, Mr. Ski Profit, Mr. Chris Farley Bets Farley. Gentlemen, we are just chugging along here. You know, trade rumors are starting to float around. We're starting to see more and more guys get healthy. Uh, you know, kind of a wild night again last night. Um, if you're a Chicago Bulls better, uh, hats off to you for enjoying the Chicago Bulls experience. That's just kind of how that goes. Um, the game of the night, the Miami Heat continue to get better. They beat the Cavaliers. What were you paying attention to yesterday, Ski? I apologize for that. I had myself muted. But I was paying attention to my best bet, which was, and it's painful usually to watch these games, but I had under in the Cavaliers in the Heat game. Uh, so watching a little bit of that. And um, watched the Laker game, obviously. I always watch all the Laker games, and I'm glad they could, you know, finally pull that out. And I'm also glad that, you know, my record is starting to look a little bit less terrible on the show. So let's try to keep that going here. It is nice. Things are getting better. Chris, you're on a heater, right? Let's I'm on a little bit of a heater this. right now. I'm you know, almost don't want to. What's that? I'll knock on some wood for you. Yeah, knock on some wood for me because we always get suspicious when that happens. But uh, I was on your Lakers yesterday, Ski. That was um, that was one of those things where Monday night, you know, you have like a feeling as a handicapper. You're like, I, I got to bet the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking about it all day afterwards. Like, I'm betting on the Lakers. Like, this is my play of the, this is my play of the day, the Los Angeles Lakers. So, it, it was good that it worked out. A good game from LeBron. Um, man, it, it seemed like the Lakers were going to like run out of steam at the end of that game just because it looked like an old team versus a young team in the Knicks. But they pulled it out, and things are going well right now, guys. Let's let's keep it rolling. Indeed. Let's start, as we always do, take a look at the group's record here. Um, again, I think we're still below 500, but getting better and better. Just five games below 500. This is happening, folks. We're going to turn the ship around. A um, couple guys now up in 500. And again, we've got more information. Let's continue to roll forward positively. Uh, we'll start with our first game here. The Orlando Magic visit the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, just for the second time in a couple of days, these two teams played on Monday. The Magic won outright. I believe they closed as eight and a half or so point underdogs. Won 119-109. The Sixers are minus nine and a half in this spot. The total is 231. The Sixers pretty heavy favorites on the money line here. Here. Um, what are you doing in this spot, Ski? Uh, well, yeah, you mentioned it already. These teams just played. It's a quick revenge spot for Philadelphia after they were up, uh, I think, 21 points in that game and allowing Orlando to come back. So you wanted Philly's attention. You got it, Orlando. And I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas in this matchup. Um, and beat is game time decision, but when is he not? I think he'll be out there playing. Uh, honestly, I think you can go first quarter, first half, and the full game. But for the purpose of the show, I'm going to play the full game. I have, during the regular season, home favorites after a loss as a favorite, and they play within four days. It's 78-52 against the spread. That's 60%. And just to make sure, you know, we're good with this high point spread, I looked at when the line was minus nine or higher. They're still 38-22-3. and three against the spread that's 63.3 percent they're winning those games by 14.6 points per game so i like the philadelphia sixers tonight 
Yeah, you go back and look at that previous game, Chris. I mean, the Sixers turned the ball over nine more times than the Magic. And one of the few times all season a team has shot more free throws than Philadelphia. 30 for the Magic, just 23 for the Sixers. Um, you know, the shooting kind of mediocre for both squads. So you see a lot of ways for this kind of rebalance and flip. But um, what were you thinking about this game? No play for you, but um, give us your thoughts. I love I love the magic on Monday. Um, you know, I was telling you before the show, Alex, we're sure we're to sprinkle some money line action on that one. Uh, yeah, the magic are just one of those teams where they, you know, they know they're not going anywhere this year, probably, right? But just a lot of young talent that seems to be developing every single week. Uh, Paolo Bancaro had a fantastic game in that matchup on Monday. Uh, he was really one of the, you know, the biggest reasons why they ended up winning. And and they killed Philly in transition quite a few times in that game too, right? Which these young energetic teams can do that. Uh, but if you really, you know, you step back and think about it, I, I like Ski's side here. That was the first time the Magic beat Philly since December 27, 2019. Doesn't happen very often. Philly has owned this series for a very long time. And, you know, usually their wins are by a lot of margin, right? So as long as Philly can control those transition buckets tonight, which I think they can. I mean, they're they're really not a great transition defense, right? You know, they much prefer to play in the half court. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times, especially after kind of a, a great win that they had on Saturday, right? That was a letdown spot for Philly. So maybe there was just a little less energy effort there. I expect them to take care of business tonight. At home, in front of the crowd there at Wells Fargo Center, the Sixers have been a great home team. Uh, like you said, Ski, no reason to think Embiid won't play here. Uh, this is their last home game. Then they go to San Antonio. My guess is he skips that game at San Antonio and then plays on Sunday um, against the New York Knicks. But that's not for a little while. Tonight, let's take the Sixers. Ski likes them. Minus nine and a half points at home. Let's jump into the next game. The Memphis Grizzlies host the Portland Trailblazers. Grizzlies five-and-a-half-point favorites. The total sits at 239. Again, Grizzlies solid favorites on the money line around minus 220. No Steven Adams. We're unsure what's going on with Desmond Bain. But you still like this spot for the home team, Chris. I do. It's the it's the Memphis Grizzlies at home, right? There's there's not a lot of reasons to not like them at home. 21-3 and three at home this season. Um, and they, they do play a lot better at home. I think they're going to get Desmond Bain back tonight, too. Last time I checked the injury report. Uh, but this is a team in January, top 10 in offense, defense, offensive rebounding, rebound percentage, um, assistant turnover rating, third in net rating at home in January. They just play really good basketball when they're at home. And they were on that road trip. All five of those losses came on the road. You know, various players sat out a few times. And, you know, it's just one of those instances. And we kind of see it from Denver recently, too, right? Memphis was running hot for a really long time. A little bit of regression was due, right? Like, I mean, that's really hard to keep that going for as long as it was. But I expect, to Mem- I expect Memphis to kind of get back to their old selves here at home. I mean, they're on an 11-game winning streak leading up to those recent losses, you know, flexing on both offense and defense in, in that winning streak. And the, the Blazers are very similar to the Grizzlies. Their home road splits are very interesting. Um, Blazers, I'm looking at my notes here, but they only had four road games in all of January. And on those in those four road games, they were the worst offense in the NBA. And that's really nothing new. They're the bottom third in the NBA this year in offensive efficiency and net rating away from home. Um, you know, the Grizzlies haven't played since Sunday. Solid three days of rest. They're rested, comfortable at home. And this is going to be the Blazers' first road game since January 17th. Their road game before that was January 8th. So I think it's going to be just a jarring change in, change in scenery there for the Blazers, who have been looking better on offense. But you know, Memphis, great on defense, great at offense, especially at home. 
They're 15, 8, and 1 against the spread. And like I said, 21 and 3 at home. So I'm taking them to cover by two possessions tonight. Yeah, a lot of good things that you said there. Great schedule spot. If Memphis can get Desmond Bain back, should be the much better team tonight. Um, no official plays for Ski or I, but what are you thinking, Ski? I, you know, if I, I would have to wait and I, I would have to know for sure that Desmond Bain is in just because uh, I think he's a big part of their offense as far as, you know, creating space for everybody else. And when he's not, it, and granted, Blazers haven't been a team to play very much defense lately, but it makes it easier to play defense against you when you don't have shooters. I also don't like that Stephen Adams is not out there. So it's tough. But the Blazers are the worst defensive rated team in the league the last five games, the worst rebounding team. Um, I like everything that Chris was saying, and uh, that's the only way I can look towards the Grizzlies. Yeah, again, it's Grizzlies are past here. I, I like jumping in a little early if you get lucky with some of those injuries. If not, it still should be a good spot for them. Chris is going to lay the points, five and a half with Memphis tonight as they host the Portland Trailblazers. Next up, a game, two of the marquee teams, well, two of the teams in the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder, five and a half point favorites on the road in Houston. Um, you can have the Rockets on the money line there at plus 175. The total is 232 and a half, and... Uh, you know, I always feel like the move in these games is just wait till the fourth quarter and bet against Houston. But Ski, you like the Thunder here tonight, and you're going to lay the points. I am, and it's a chance for the Thunder to, you know, maybe get a little bit of revenge. Uh, they've lost to the Rockets. I want to say the last. I know they've lost the last two, but maybe even the last three matches versus the Rockets. And I, I feel like it's a Rockets team who won. It's going to be a little bit satisfied off of a win. Um, I don't think they want to win games anyway. Uh, you, we always talk about, or I always talk about, Coach Silas um, not even playing the starters in the fourth some of these times. Um, they've only won three games uh, going back the last six and a half weeks. And all of the time, every loss that they had was by five plus. So I don't think the point spread um, is really relevant in this game. Looking at the games that they lost, what they've covered six out of 38 losses, losing by 12.3 points per game. And for the Thunder, uh, the games. They've won as a favorite. They covered all seven. So uh, I'm just looking at that. You're also missing the starting backcourt. Um, or you're missing, what, KPJ and Jalen Green, right? Both of them are yeah, out for this game. Two huge injuries. So um, going up against SGA and the Thunder, I have to like OKC here. When you look at it, minus five, I think it stands out to you to see the Thunder at that number. Um, but they're that big of a favorite for a reason. And like I said earlier, the point spread is not relevant. So give me the Thunder minus five and a half. We're going to continue to fade these pathetic Houston Rockets. Yeah, that's true. And I will ask you quickly, should we be betting Shangoon props over? I feel like centers have destroyed the Thunder this year. So I know that's a little bit of the other way, but have you looked at any props in that game? Well, the thing I'll say is, I mean, yeah, except the market has kind of caught up to him. And at the same time, stupid uh, market. I mean, who is he? Who, I would I might not include the assists just because I mean who's he really dishing it to? Who's he handing it off to? No Jalen Green, no KPJ. Maybe I just go for his rebounds. OKC is the worst rebounding team in the league and bottom ten the last five games. So maybe Shane going rebounds if I'm looking to play on him tonight. Now nah, we're talking. I like that, Chris. Uh, what were you thinking of this matchup? I think OKC is the only side you can look at. Um, you know they're really good ATS team. Um, they're also sixteen and nine ATS off a loss. Uh, good ATS team on the road. I mean, they're they're the best ATS team in basketball, I believe. So 
you know, they, they're usually pretty good in most spots, but the one thing that concerns me, Owen three as an away favorite, uh, you know, Pistons and magic are among those away favorite spots that they lost. So not exactly the premier teams in the NBA. Then again, to ski's point, right? Houston's off a win. That was only their, their second win in all of January. Right. And this is a team in the Houston Rockets who is very obviously not trying to go anywhere this season. Uh, so it, it could be a very competitive game. I mean, both teams really like to run in transition, top 10 in pace. So kind of like the over a little bit, but I think everything's right about this game. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it was very close. And then, you know, fourth quarter, we see another one of those Houston Rockets giveaway games and, uh, you know, SGA and the rest of the OKC Thunder take advantage. So I think OKC is the only side to look. You, you really can't expect the Houston Rockets to win two games in a row. It just like doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Honestly, when Ski said they won three of their last like 100 games or whatever it was, that sounded high. It really did sound high. I had to go back and look. They've won two of their last like four or five. It's nuts. They're getting hot down there in Houston, but probably not tonight. Let's lay the points here with the Thunder. Minus five and a half in OKC. Um, Next game up, the Toronto Raptors go to Utah. They have to play among the mountains as underdogs of three points tonight. The money line minus 145 on the Jazz, plus 125 for the Raptors. The total sits right at 230 and a half, and I love the home team tonight. The Utah Jazz completely healthy when they have all their pieces. It's really fascinating to watch how much better they are. Um, And again, it's one of those teams they really need everybody. You need Sexton coming off the bench. You have to have Laurie Market and all those guys healthy. And they've been fantastic at home. You look at this Raptors squad without OG Ananobi. That means we get things like 24 minutes of Chris Boucher and 15 minutes of Thaddeus Young, who's still in the league. God bless him. Um, Juancho Hernan Gomez minutes. It's really rough. This Toronto team is absolutely beat up. They're in the middle of a long road trip here. So um, I had Utah here at home, five, almost five and a half point favorites. I'm happy to lay the three tonight with the Jazz. Chris, what do you think of the home team? Yeah, I, I lean to the Jazz in this one too. And a lot of that is because we we know Utah is a really good three-point shooting team, right? And and, and when their lights out from beyond the arc, uh, they usually win those games. And Toronto this year, 29th in the NBA um, allowing over 37% to opposing teams, three-point shooting percentage. That's not good when you're going up against the Jazz. And it's not good against a Jazz team that, I mean, apparently they do want to keep on winning, right? Like this is going to be a, a, continue to be a very competitive team this year. This is a really tough spot in Utah. You know, Toronto's been on the road a lot. Uh, this is just another stop for them. I, I kind of wanted to play on Toronto, though, right? Because we saw them playing a little bit better. They did limit the threes when they faced Portland a few games ago. They did really well, but you just don't see that very often from them. And there's a lot of options out there for the Jazz. So I think I think it's going to be tough sledding in this game. I've seen some improvements from Toronto, especially on defense. But again, to your point, Alice, without OG Ananobi, who like seems to have like two and a half steals a game, um, I don't know. You know, he's 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 a difference maker in there. And this is a Raptors team. I just think the Raptors are still one or two parts short. You know, like they've kind of reached their ceiling. We saw that last year. They went on some runs, but they don't really have it to keep it consistent. Great coach, some great players, but they need some more parts. And I think this is a tough spot for them in Utah. It's tough. Like you said, it's not too many guys playing minutes. The ones that are, I mean, you look on this almost 40 minutes for Fred Van Vliet, 35 plus for the rest of the starting five. What do you think of this game, Ski? Yeah, I would probably agree on the Jazz side just because, I mean, I know they haven't been good as a favorite, but you're just kind of asking them to win the game here, and they have been good at home. I have them listed as 17-9 and nine straight up, 
whereas the Raptors are the opposite, 8-17 and 17 straight up on the road. So just a combination of that, the rest advantage, three days to one. And I like what Chris said about the, you know, Raptors can't defend at three. Utah Jazz is capable of killing them from three. So all of that lines up for me um, to a Utah victory. Well, I like to hear that. They they lean. I'll take it. Give me the points. Um, I'll lay, them with, well, lay the points. I'll hand the points out, I guess. Utah minus three tonight. Um, Jazz should win comfortably at home over a tired and beat up uh, Toronto Raptors team, I hope. And um, one more game up for us here. Uh, dump any questions you might have in the comments. We'll get to them in the next section. The Atlanta Hawks, one and a half point underdogs. A very close game here in Phoenix. Uh, the Suns minus 125 on the money line. The total sits right at 231 and a half. And uh, this looks a little bit too high to me. I know that there is, it looks like Trey Young is going to play tonight. And, um, you know, even with that adjustment, I was really struggled to get this game to even 230. Had this number myself closer to 227 and a half, 228. Um, the Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker, the offensive efficiency is way down. The pace has crawled to an absolute, uh, slowed down to an absolute crawl here, especially at home. In these games where it's kind of interesting to see Phoenix regroup here a little bit. They're back to playing good defense at home, controlling these games, and getting out of here with wins. And I kind of like the spot for the Hawks, honestly. I don't know if there's as much value. Um, enjoyed them without Trey Young in their last game. But just give me the under here. I'm going to take under 230 and a half, um, really anything 230 or higher. Chris, what do you think of this game? I think I think that's a good look, Alex, and I might jump on that too later. I mean, uh, Suns are, def- are definitely playing better defense. Uh, and Atlanta recently, do we know Trey Young is probable tonight, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Trey Young recently, and the, you know, I was, I was ready to play and bet on these Hawks very often because they looked like they were about to surge and really coming together as a team. And then they lost four out of the last five games. And you look at those last four losses, one game, Trey Young was out and the other three games, Trey Young, 0 for 11 from three point land. Um, and you know, his field goal percentages are way down too. just, you know, DeJounte Murray can handle a bulk of this load for the offense, but I think they need Trey Young. They need a, you know, player along with Murray to support him. And Trey's just been very in- inconsistent this year. And, you know, these Phoenix Suns, you know, they're starting to win games, playing much better defense. They obviously still have missing parts, but at home with the way that Monty Williams coaches this team, I just, God, I just can't trust this Atlanta team. I, just when I was starting to trust them, I can't anymore. Um, you know, they've been playing some better defense as a whole too, like throughout January, but lately that's up and down. So just a lot of unknowns about this game for me. Um, I have a lean towards the Suns too, because they've been playing better and it just seems like the Hawks, they get in these phases where they're just like unorganized and not operating on the same, you know, the same like level of chemistry. Trey Young needs to show up tonight or else even against a team like the Suns that are missing some key parts, uh, they, they don't look good when he's not showing up and at least putting up 20 points and some, you know, pretty good field goal percentages. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody in the chat tossed out a Hawks team total under. Um, don't mind that look at all. Ski, what do you think of this game? I disagree. I played nice earlier, and uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I like I like more of the over in this one. Yes, the Suns have been playing better defense, but the Hawks haven't been playing any. Um, and I think the Hawks might be able to get Phoenix into an up-tempo game here. Both offenses have looked really good. Just looking at the Hawks games the last two weeks, we have, what, 6-1 and one to the over. Those games averaging closer to – averaging 246 points. So uh, I don't see the Hawks playing any defense tonight. And maybe, if it's an under, I think it's the Suns' blowout. So I root for that for you guys because I don't have my money on it. 
But if I was going to put my money on one thing in this game, I would I would play the other way. Let me. No, if I no. could ask you guys a question really quick, besides maybe the Clippers recently, like what NBA team is playing great basketball, like playing great offense and defense at the same time? Like I, it just like, you know, like I feel like Atlanta recently. Okay, now their like offensive efficiency goes up. Now their defense is going down, right? It's like every team, like you know, Nuggets, their defensive efficiency now is going up because they're slumping offensively. Like, can can we get one team that stands out and does it both consistently for a few weeks? I'm so excited to answer this question because there is an answer. My Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, they're top yes, ten in true. offense and that's defense. <laughs> they're they're we're just they're rolling now. I think the Celtics are probably still top ten in offense and yeah. defense. But yeah, like you said, there seems to be a lot of uh, up and down. I think it just speaks to the variability in rosters too, right? Yeah. To maybe ask a different sort of question along the same line. Tell me a team that's had the same like five guys starting most of their games this year. I mean. Right. I guess Boston is probably your only answer at this point. And even then you go back and look and they miss guys for games. Yeah. No, Sixers is a good answer. They've been very quietly, very dominant too, uh, which is which is a really good thing, I think, for the 76ers. But you're, you're just not seeing it. You're just not seeing it that often this season. I don't know if being quiet basketball. about it. but Yeah, well, you live near Philly, so of course they're loud <laughs> about it there. <laughs> People enjoyed, I guess, his reaction to Ben Simmons the other night. Anyway, I digress. Uh, let's wrap it up here on this game. I'll take the under. It's up to 231 and a half here in the Atlanta Phoenix game. Let's jump into some questions here. Um, first one up, uh, Ava asks, um, you know, what do you guys think of the total here in this Thunder Rockets game? As I look right now, um, it opened up 232 and a half. And again, sitting right at that number, right around 232. Um, you know, normally the Rockets are kind of an over or pass team, but again, get, as Ski mentioned earlier when we broke down the game, no Kevin Porter Jr., no Jalen Green. So maybe look at like a Thunder team total over, something like that. What, what do you think about the total there, Ski? Yeah, I was looking more towards an, uh, Thunder and Rockets. I was looking at the wrong game on my sheet. Um, that Thunder and Rockets game, I probably lean towards an over just because I think both teams are still going to play up tempo. I agree with your point that you're missing a lot of offense from both of those players. And, um, you know, the more I think about it, you're probably even more correct to take the Thunder team total over because that's the squad I have the most confidence in to score tonight. So that would be my, my take on it, Thunder team total. It's always good to have your permission, Ski. What do you think about the total in that game? <laughs> what do you mean, Chris? Sorry, I, I did. I asked the same thing, and I'm all, um, all distracted. Yeah, no, I think it's a little low. I think it should be around 236, 237. Um, so I, I agree. I think, you know, the, but to your guys' point, I think the one thing that you can't rely on game to game is the Houston Rockets showing up in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, you know, they could drop like 16 points in the fourth quarter, and then you lose your total. Uh, but both teams love to run in transition. The one thing, though, is OKC pretty good on their transition defense. Uh, so agreed. I think probably the best look for a total is the OKC Thunder team total. Over. All right, there we go. A little extra pick. I didn't see any other questions. That means we did an awesome job and covered everything that the people wanted to know. Um, still probably another second there if you want to dump another question in. But let's get to our best bets, the actual picks that um, you know, we broke it down and have backed up with a little bit of our money tonight. Um, the Grizzlies, minus five and a half for Chris. I'll lay three points with the Jazz and play the under in the Hawks-Suns game. Ski likes the Sixers, minus nine and a half, and the Thunder, minus five and a half. Of course, if you're looking for a place to bet those, BetUS is a great spot. Lots of deposit bonuses and whatnot, so check that. Check them out. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, as well as Ski at Ski Profit. You can find Chris at Farley Bets and myself at underscore noobs. Again, great job by everybody in the comments. Really appreciated all that. Lots of good picks floating around there, too. There's some good ideas. While you're in there, give us a thumb 
thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and best of luck to you guys until we see you tomorrow.